In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ali Dean. I really am running with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back and up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball. I got it. my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that's too well. I'm pronating. I'm not suiting. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing through my unfolded lawn chair. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. Oh, we're so glad to have you with us here. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick, no Ollie Dean. We said a fond farewell to him yes, last week. However, we, uh, we all share this optimism that he's just taking a week off. We'll find out. Find out how that goes. You know, most of the time when you uh, when you get fired, you just don't even know it. Like you show up the next day and your car, your key card doesn't work. And we're going the exact opposite on this. Ollie's trying to quit. We're not letting him. I don't think we've seen the last of Ollie. Though. I agree with that. That's Derek Thomas. He's got Adam the intern sitting next to him. Adam the intern thought he knew how the computer worked. He knew some of it. It was impressive. I was impressed by the limited uh, limited instruction I've given given Adam. He was he. Soaked it in pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have had the. Uh, we wouldn't give have him had the. the yeah, give him credit. All right, give Adam. Adam, going to give yourself. <laughs> give yourself some credit. Uh, Braves and Marlins today, one thirty-five. How do I know? I'm going. I want to go. I want to see it. I got my Braves hat on. Want to see it? And uh, they'll play. They'll play about three innings, and it's going to rain. Uh, it is the golf show. The weather, so. I would uh, I would look out for that, but uh, it'll be a fun three innings. I'll make sure to eat early. We'll get the hot dogs, get the popcorn. Then when it rains, that'll be that. Race is two back now in the East. Watched the uh, the game last night. Umpire got hit on the uh, on the head, and at the end of the game, Kenley Jansen was in the game and was was relieving, and he gets to two two with two outs. I mean, we're we're one pitch away from the game being over with. Well, now we get. I mean, of course, Braves got to go hit it to tie game, but still. And uh, foul ball goes. It, it hits everybody. It's one of those foul tips that hits the catcher twice and the umpire once. Probably came back and hit the batter. I think it clipped the ball boy. Uh, and uh, and the umpire can't continue. And so they have a long enough delay 
getting the next umpire ready that Kenley Jansen had to come out of the game on a 2-2 count. Very rare. Braves get the win. Two back. Hopefully it uh, it all goes well today. Uh, big news locally. We're going a little out of order. We're going to talk about the Tour Championship, but right off the bat, congratulations to Rusty Strawn, winner of the U.S. Senior Amateur this past week. It was awesome. Just uh, fun to see that. Uh, uh, that trophy has been in here before. Uh, Rusty lives uh, lives over in McDonough. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Rusty. Uh, lots of Georgia flavor in this. It was an all-Georgia final with uh, with against uh, Doug Hansel. Bob, when Bob Royak won in 2019, Derek, you may remember, Bob Royak sat right there. And I feel like he had the trophy. Didn't he have the trophy? I don't remember if he had the trophy with him. In my mind, he had the trophy. I don't know that they even let him keep the trophy. <laughs> but in my mind, he brought it with him. Was it, were there, did I see it right? Was it three out of four of the semifinalists were from Georgia? That sounds about right. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, complete domination from this state. Georgia is the golf state. And this is the golf show. I just, <laughs> I remember Mike Paul used to, uh, he wanted it to be, he, there was, there was going to be a commemorative license plate, one of the license plates you could get. I've got the one that supports the junior tour, um, the Georgia junior tour. But the uh, there was one he was going to have it say golf's major home because we have a major every year. We're the only state that has a major every year. We're very lucky. And uh, for some reason, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and it wasn't, I don't believe it was Augusta National that, that got in the way. I think they understand it. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. They didn't. They didn't approve that. Maybe they had too many. They had. They had too many other ones. You had the junior tour one. You had to pick. I don't know what it was, but I liked that phrase. And uh, there's another one. Congratulations to Rusty Strawn, 59 year old. You got to be 55 to play in the U.S. Senior Amateur. It's not 50. Little correction. It's 50 for the Senior Tour, but it's 55 for Senior Amateur stuff. That may or may not be coming up here in the next few weeks on this program for various reasons. It may or may not be coming up <laughs> the next few months. But congratulations to Rusty Strong. Congratulations to Doug Hansel. Got all the way to the final. Pretty good stuff. Uh, congratulations to Bob Royak. He got, he got down there too also. Uh, and then Paul Simpson, who was another uh, former winner. I think he beat five former winners, three former winners. Uh, Paul Simpson, he beat Paul Simpson in the third round. Here's here's why we, we don't really care about Paul Simpson, but I'll tell you this Paul Simpson story. Uh, my my partner on PGA Tour Radio is John McGinnis. Now, John McGinnis had a 10-plus year, I think a 12-year PGA Tour career. Uh, never won on the PGA Tour, but kept his card. That's a lot. He won three times on the Nationwide Tour, what was then the Nationwide Tour. It may have been the Nike Tour at the time. Actually lost to uh, Alan Doyle in a playoff in what was then the Nike Tour Championship at Setting Down Creek. So John McGinnis, one of, one of the great players out there, had a wonderful professional career. Well, he was playing in an amateur event and uh, just blew the field away. This is at the end of his senior season at East Carolina, by the way, who I believe is auditioning a kicker right now. 
Um, he's at East Carolina. He plays a college or play, plays an event after his college career. He's not sure if he's going to turn pro or not. He beats the entire field by like 12 shots. Except Paul Simpson, who beat the field by 13 shots. Paul Simpson wins the first place prize credit, whatever it is, $700, whatever whatever they got, because they're amateurs. There was nothing for second. John was so incensed by that, the fact that there was nothing for second. You know, this was a professional event. Paul Simpson would have gotten a couple thousand dollars, and second place would have gotten something also. But this wasn't. John didn't get anything. He's like, screw it, I'm turning pro. <laughs> At least I would have gotten something. I beat a, I beat the field by 12. There's just one guy that got in the way. Uh, that guy would turn out to be a two-time US, U.S. senior amateur champion. Paul Simpson didn't, I don't, I don't even think he ever turned professional. So just, uh, just a little story. Uh, so congratulations to Rusty Strawn. Before that happened, Rory McIlroy won the tour championship. And with it, he wins the FedEx Cup. Comes from behind to beat... Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler loses a six-shot lead. That matches the largest lead ever lost in the final round in the history of the PGA Tour. We've seen six-shot leads blown lots. Well, not lots, but it does happen from time to time. Seven is the magic number. Nobody's ever coughed up a seven-shot lead. It was partly Scotty's putter dried up. It was partly Rory's putter caught fire. It was very exciting to watch. Rory becomes the first three-time winner of the FedEx Cup ever. That's something that Tiger does not have. Uh, something that he was happy to point out to Tiger. I got a chance to uh, to talk to Rory afterwards on Sunday. Uh, forgot to bring that in here. But just imagine me asking Rory some questions and Rory being happy about that. And that's how that went. And that was your Ray Judicay interview of the month. <laughs> Sounded great. It was. Thank you. Rory, have you, I think I said, have you had the chance to poke Tiger? And he's like, no, not yet. There's not much, there's there's only one thing that I've done that he hasn't done. And that's win the FedEx Cup three times. But you could bet I'm going to let him know about it. This, pretty, pretty good Roy. This song is not a war song. This song is Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Everything goes to a U2 reference. That's eventually. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but very exciting. Uh, Scotty Scheffler started the week with a two-shot lead. People had problems with that. Ollie and I talked about it. How can you say he didn't earn that? I mean, he, he had a fantastic year. Yeah. Yes, he absolutely earned it. Um, Georgia just beat the living crap out of Oregon, right? Let's just imagine things keep going well for the Bulldogs, and they run through the SEC, and then off they go into the into the playoff, having been the class of college football again. You know what they get in their first playoff game? They get nothing. They're going to start 0-0 yeah. and play on some neutral field against some overrated Big Ten team that's had a bunch of games off. But is isn't the point to, like reward what you, preseason to games. reward what you've done? They don't even have the forward pass. <laughs> so so that's how it is in all sports, and we just accept it, and we're fine with it because we know Georgia's going to beat the crap out of them. But this is different. This is a culmination of the, of the year for it, to symbolize what you've done through the year. Yeah. Golf is the only sport that even tries. Other sports will give will give you home field advantage. All right, whoop de doo. Sometimes yeah, you get a buy. Sometimes you'll see a sport or, that'll give you a first round buy. But then you still gotta go out there and play somebody and then it's gonna be straight up. Maybe you're at home, maybe you're not. I'm not against any of that. I'm just just showing you comparisons. 
Uh, the reason why they tried to compromise on this was that Vijay Singh had won the whole thing before he got to the tour championship. And that's no fun. Yeah, we don't want that. I mean, we don't want a team having a great season, and I would make the New England Patriots reference, but we hate them too. We don't want a team having a great season and then not having to play in the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be a problem. We sold a lot of commercials for the Super Bowl. We kind of want to watch the game. But the game doesn't represent the whole rest of the season. Not even close. So uh, is is golf even, is it biting off too much by trying to represent the whole season? I don't know. Personally, I really like the format. I do too. Yeah. I applaud them for trying. But it's just like an American Gladiators. Like it all came down to the, the last event. But if you had more points, you got to start earlier. And that's that's the whole point. And then you get the exciting, I forget what they called the, the, the final event there on American Gladiators. But yeah, if you won the events before, you went off like five, six, seven seconds before the other guy. That's the whole point. Derek Thomas with the American Gladiators reference. We refer to a lot of American Gladiators here on the golf okay. show. Okay. Adam, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right. So then some of the rumors came true. Tour championship is over with. PGA Tour season is over with. They actually have two weeks off. But two weeks from now, they're going to play the President's Cup. Or three weeks from now, they're going to play the President's Cup. They're actually going to play a tour event first. Uh, we've been hearing all summer about who's going to the to the Live Golf. Here's your Live Golf update. Six players did go. Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman, Harold Varner III, Anurban Lahiri, and Cameron Tringali, the former Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket, all left for paydays. That's a similar similar theme to what we've heard before. Guys that, you know, you, I, I like a lot of those guys. You're not really losing a whole lot. The sixth guy was Cam Smith, number two player in the world, reigning players champion, reigning British Open champion, came into the tour championship with a chance to win the FedEx Cup. This one hurts a little bit. Now, behind the scenes, Cam Smith, the reports were that he had signed his deal before he won the British Open. So uh, that's, that's just flat-out bad agenting right there. You don't want to sign the contract extension before you throw the perfect game. You kind of want to sign it right after that. Cam Smith, the word was he had signed before he won his first ever major championship. That's that's just bad luck. We also then heard that maybe Liv came back and made that right. Maybe they gave him a little something. It was definitely a negotiating plea because Cam Smith wanted to play in the President's Cup. And the other word was he was thinking about backing out of the agreement that he signed before he won his first ever major championship. So lots of uh, lots of drama here, but here's a guy that had he also he also would have theoretically signed if you believe all those rumors before Live Golf lost a court case. So there were a lot of reasons to maybe say, you know what, let's just forget about that contract, let's tear that up. I don't know what leeway he had to tear that up. I don't know with the entities involved that you would want to tear that up. You really want to upset the, the Saudi prince? We, we know what Phil's opinion on that was about a year ago. So I don't, I don't know anything about that. But he did sign. He did go. They got the number two player in the world. Now, 
everybody feels like things are going to calm down now because Liv's going to go play a few events. PGA Tour is not. PGA Tour is going to take some time off. We're going to have a fall series. But you're really not going to expect to see the big names again until January. And then this is the only this is the last time we're going to have a fall series even with FedEx Cup points because next year we're not going to play in the fall for FedEx Cup points. And we told you about the adjustments that the PGA Tour made. PGA Tour elevating some purses, trying to get the big the best players together more often. So we got a couple of a couple of events circled, and the Masters is still the next one that's circled. We're going to see a bunch of good players at the uh, Century Tournament of Champions the first week of the year. See a bunch of good players there, but you won't see the live guys. Next event, next big event where you'd expect to see a gigantic field would be the Players Championship. You know who the defending champion of the Players Championship is? Cam Dadgum Smith. Cam Smith is suspended. As a matter of fact, he has officially lost his PGA Tour membership because here's what just happened also this week. They got replaced, I saw. They got replaced. <laughs> and here's why. It's, it's a whole big set of dominoes. The judge in that lawsuit that, that Liv lost, in, in order to present their case, they had to they had to present a bunch of stuff in, in the process called discovery. They had to show a bunch of contracts. Well, they had a bunch of the information in the contracts redacted. The PGA Tour is like, we got to see that. Liv's like, you don't have to see that. The judge says, you know what? You do have to see some of it. So they showed some of it. The judge opened up and and unsealed some of those court documents and it involved contract information. Now, I haven't seen it, but the tour has seen it. What that meant was the PGA Tour was able to go back now that the season just ended, ended last Sunday. We're now signing people back up. We, you've heard Ollie and I talk about this the whole time. Hey, these guys sign a contract every year as PGA Tour players. They're not independent contractors because it involves their retirement benefits, which independent contractors don't get. But they sign a contract every year agreeing to the terms and conditions of PGA Tour membership. One of them is the media rights. That's the one that Phil was harping on. By the way, the live players still don't have their media rights. How do we know? Because the judge just unsealed the contract. But this is the time. We've got two weeks off. This is when the players that are PGA Tour members for next season are getting those contracts. 25 more of them are going to get them today at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. It's a very exciting time for these folks. And they're going to sign it, whatever it says, because who cares? You know, they might read it a little more carefully now. But the PGA Tour now knows what the live contract said. So if you had played for live... You didn't get your PGA Tour contract. Cam Smith, who they would love to have sent his membership deal as the reigning players champion, he sure should have gotten it. They didn't send it to him because. Hang on. Because, quote, the tour cannot enter into a membership agreement with a player when, as here, it reasonably anticipates the player will not perform the material obligations under that agreement, end quote. They saw the contract. The tour's attorneys went on to tell them, look, we know what you have to do, and what you have to do for them keeps you from being able to sign the deal we were going to ask you to sign for us. You have to show up at X number of domestic events that will conflict with PGA Tour events. We don't offer conflicting event releases for domestic events. They, You already signed that deal, which means we're not even going to offer you this deal. 
because you'd have to break that deal to sign this deal, and you already made your choice. So those guys, remember one of the other wrinkles was some of these guys had resigned their tour membership and some hadn't. Phil had won 20 times. He's a lifetime PGA Tour member. Not anymore. Apparently lifetime doesn't mean what we thought it meant. He is no longer a PGA. He never gave that up either. I wouldn't have given it up. I got my Hooters VIP card. You think I'm giving that back? They're going to have to come they're going to have to come get that. No, sir. I'm keeping that. Phil was keeping his membership as well he should. They just took it from him. Because if you're going to play there, you can't play here. Uh, you guys as fans, you don't have to like that. The fan in me doesn't like that. But these groups are not working well together right now. Uh, the uh, the live folks, uh, they, they're, they're coming for everything. Is there a compromise? Yeah, there's absolutely compromises. Will, will, either, will the tour offer one? Will Liv take one? Don't know. And I don't know who's supposed to blink first. I don't even care. But they're not there yet. And they're not likely to do it while a lawsuit is going on. That's the biggest problem. This lawsuit's not even going to start until 2024. So would you love for Jay Monahan to pick up the phone and call Greg Norman or vice versa and them hash it out? Yeah, I would too. But as long as this lawsuit's going on, nobody can say anything. And it doesn't even start until 2024. So that's kind of sad news. All right, we have very exciting things to talk about. I have a story about cheating at Q School that's been going on this whole week here. This is a wildly entertaining story. We're gonna you explain liar! Yes, we're gonna explain some things about cheating. Plus, we're actually about to hear. You ever look at a scorecard on a you, know, you go to a golf course, you get a scorecard, and they, they I've have seen a scorecard. Yeah, before. you've seen a scorecard. They have the holes ranked. You know, this is the this is the number two handicap hole, and this is the number six handicap hole. You ever wonder how that's how that gets done? How who does that? I, only when I disagree with it. That's when it really gets me going, yeah. And and, and people love disagreeing with it. Yeah, like this isn't the hardest hole. Right. Yeah, right. It isn't actually the hardest hole, and we're gonna learn all about that hey, now. next. Yes, that is coming up next. You're listening to The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, here's a guy that was driving home a little earlier than he wanted to. A guy by the name of Aaron Cockerill. Playing on the DP World pause, 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 pause tour. The old European tour. He's a uh, he's a Canadian. So made an ace last week in the European tour event. That's nice. And then this past week made another one. Made an ace. Problem was he made an eight on the very next hole. That doesn't make sense. Ace, eight. Then... Winds up shooting Ace seven. eight, dead man's hand in uh, poker. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Aces and eights. Uh, so he uh, he shoots seventy five. That's not the end of it, though. That's not how. That's not why he was driving. Because then, in all the hullabaloo, talking about the ace and the eight, trying to trying to sign his scorecard, he forgets to sign his scorecard. Leaves the scoring. There's a area. lot going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a lot going yeah. on. There's a lot of people talking to him. Hey, oh, second man. ace in a week. Lots to talk to this guy about. Oh, you went one eight. 
Okay, that's great. Pat him on the back. Everybody leaves the scoring area. Forgot to sign the scorecard. Disqualification. Now you get to drive home. That's who's driving. <laughs> Brought to you by Ray Judice. Oh, that's the worst. One of the other guys uh, in that event shot 71. Felt like this is the European Tour's made in Himmerland. That's what they're calling it. That's the name of it. Shot 71 and uh, felt so bad. I thought that was going to miss the cut. Thought that, you know, he was going to be outside the cut line. Checked out of his hotel room, made a plane ticket home, went out there on Friday, shot 62. <laughs> had to cancel that plane ticket. Had to go back into the hotel room. <laughs> uh, so there you go. All right. Uh, we will, uh, th- that's, that was not cheating, what happened to Aaron Cockrell. He got disqualified. He forgot to sign his scorecard. That's not cheating. It's that's, an honest mistake. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it sucked is what it did. It cost him money. You know, that, that, that's terrible. Um, cheating in golf. Here is, I had to explain. Had to explain this to my son last night because I was reading him these this story. He heard part of this podcast and uh, was very entertained by it. But there's a couple of basic things that casual sports fans may not understand. We don't have referees in this game. We do have officials. They'll help out with rules and whatnot. But uh, the idea that you could hit the ball in the woods and then all of a sudden go find it and hit it out, or you know, make a four and write down a three. That that's possible in our game, and rather ha- rather than have pylon cam and a system of reviews and eighteen officials and and three challenges per side, we just said, you know what, we acknowledge that you can cheat playing golf. Just don't. We're gonna be better than that. Just don't. You can absolutely win. You can you can you can finish up your final round of the Arthur Bacon. You can take the scorecard with you into the bathroom, come back out, look at the leaderboard, see what's winning, take the scorecard back with you into the bathroom, erase some of your scores, and then turn in a winning score. You can do that. I like that. What would you shoot? I haven't checked the leaderboard yet. Just... Yeah. I'm not mentioning. Well, I did mention a specific tournament, didn't I? That can happen. But then everybody's going to know you really didn't win, and they're going to talk behind your back. And what have you proven? You're going to go tell your niece that you won when you know you didn't win. Even she's going to know you didn't win. You liar. So don't do that. And that's where golf left it. It was just, hey, don't do that. All right, so that's the cheating code. Be, to be called a cheater in the game is the worst thing you can be called. That's the worst. So we tell you a story about the pre-qualifying <laughs> event. For, uh, for Corn Ferry Tour Q School. They have them all over the country. They had one in Nebraska last week. All right, this is three rounds. You pay your 3500 bucks. This is three rounds just to see if you're good enough to go to the first stage of Q School because some people just aren't. Guys like me, if they let everybody who had 3500 bucks enter Q School, then Q School would never end. So they have these pre-qualifiers. If you have no resume, you got to go through those. All right, there's a guy by the name of Matt Moros. Okay, you don't know that name. I didn't know that name. There was a story back in 2017 in Golf Digest because Matt Moros claimed to have had uh, uh, like 32 aces or something like that, eight of them coming on par fours. Keep in mind, you know how many holes in one there have been on par fours in the history of the PGA Tour? Oh, Adam Crooks. 
with the correct answer. One. Give him credit. There's been one. This guy claims he's got eight. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. He's in the, if you're a good player, you play in a place with a, I, I don't know how you get to eight. Really don't know how you get to eight. Bombs at like 380 on the reg. So put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Matt Morrow's playing in the second round of this of this event. And uh, his two fellow competitors didn't like a couple of things. On the fifth hole, he hits a second shot. They say he's always walking ahead of the group. And he has a caddy, which means your caddy's got to be in on this too. You would think, because most caddies aren't going to let you get away with anything like this. They're going to put, somebody's going to hold the code somewhere. So he hits a shot on the fifth hole that nobody sees. It only gets about shin high. The rest of the group feels like it's about 60 yards short and left of the green, but the green is over a hill. They're only halfway paying attention to it. And while they're getting ready to hit their second shots, he has gone up and walked over the hill and has decided that the ball was in the hole. Guys in the group thought it was about 60 yards short of the green, but he's decided that he's hold it. Okay, fair enough. They, they're like, he comes back over the hill and he wants to fist bump the guys, and they're like, first of all, you just got in our way because we were about to hit shots to that green, and you just walked up to the hole. Second of all, we couldn't see you get the ball out of the hole. Third of all, none of us think that your ball got that far. But okay, I'll fist bump you. I don't really care what you're doing. I'm trying to get through this pre-qualifier. They, they honestly don't care if this guy wins. They're just trying to make the cut so that they can advance. All right, so they don't think much of it. That was on the 5th. A couple holes later on the seventh, he hits a ball. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't on the seventh. It was somewhere else. It was another hole. He hits a ball into the woods. They all see it go in one spot. He goes in there and finds it in a different spot. And they're like, "There's no way he's going to find that ball." Uh, well, sure enough, he finds it. That's two. So they they come and they they tell an official after the round. They're like, "Hey, you might may want to keep an eye on this guy." All right, so they repair. Third round, those two guys aren't with him anymore. Here's this guy. Now they are keeping an eye on him. Hits a ball in the woods on the uh, the 13th hole. Well, there's a spotter there. I might be getting some of the holes wrong, but 13 was one of them, six was one, or 16 was one of them, 7 was one of them, and 5 was the hole that he holed out. We don't know this course. It doesn't matter. There were two incidents on the in the second round. Now he's got two more guys playing with him. There's two more incidents coming up here in the final round. But this time, the officials are watching him. I was going to say, the point is there's a spotter on this hole. Yeah. Well, there's a spotter on this hole all week anyway. Okay. The spotter happens to be an official also. I mean, the spotters can be volunteers. And we love any of the volunteers because we need, if you can find my golf ball, man, I need you. I want them at my local Yes, course, we so. all need spotters. So but this guy happens to be a rules official. He's sitting over there in the woods on the right. Matt Moros is a left-hander. He snap hooks his ball right past the spotter. Spotter says, I watched it land three times and go into the woods across the penalty area, across the line right here, and he put a flag in the ground right there, bang, right where it crossed the line, okay? This guy's a professional rules official and volunteering as a spotter. Now, another Unless guy... Unless it the, went out the other side of the penalty area. You know, it wasn't going that way, okay. but uh, the another guy in the group hits it way left, so they got to go look for this ball way left. So the two players, two caddies, and that spotter go over to the left to look for that ball. The spotter's already put a flag in the ground where Matt's crossed the ball, crossed the line, because you're not going in there to find it. You're not going to get anything done. You're not going to. You're certainly not going to hit it. 
Matt doesn't go to the left to help those guys. He goes to the right to look for his. Still not damning because I want to know where I'm my ball is. trying to find my ball. Too. Right, I don't care. I got three minutes to look and for it. And they cost like three bucks. Yeah. yeah. They got three minutes to look for it, and that's from the time you get there. But all right. So he finds his ball, but it's not on the line that the spotter saw it go in there. It's not anywhere near where the spotter saw it go in there. It's actually through. It's it's a good 70 yards in front with a clear shot to the hole, not anywhere near where the spotter, who is a professional rules official, saw it go in. Another alarm goes off. And then a very similar thing happens on the 16th hole. Ball goes deep into the woods. He goes toward the woods finds the ball on the edge of the woods miraculously. All right. So gets done with the round. Uh, the officials are like, All right, we got we to talk about some things. While they were having these conversations, actually, they weren't, they weren't, they, they wound up disqualifying him. There was enough anecdotal evidence, that stuff from the, from the guy that was the official. Uh, they go into the woods. Remember, four questionable shots over two days on four holes. One of the balls he still has because it went in the hole, he says, theoretically. The other three were theoretically lost, although he says he found them. What do the Nebraska golf officials go do? They go into the woods and they find his golf balls. And there is a story at the Firebit Collective. It has the picture of the golf balls. They're all tailor-made 12s. They're specially marked number 12. you got to be using just like a one. Right. (laughs) He writes on them with a purple marker. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They're all marked exactly the same. There's a a little dot in between the numbers. He puts puts numbers on the balls. Uh, They're his golf balls. They show him his golf balls. He's got no choice, but he's like, I don't know. I hit balls in practice rounds. They caught him pretty much red-handed. And they have thrown this guy out uh, just about as blatant as possible. Now, rewind back to the 2019 or the 2017 story about this guy that's got all those aces. They even showed a picture of a of a PGA Tour Latino America event that he got in and played in in Mexico where he had an albatross, a two on a par five. But documented scene. No. Oh, just written down. I mean, who knows if anybody saw it? I don't know how you pull this off. But if there's no eyeballs around, I suppose if you're gutsy enough, you could just say, yeah, my ball went in. I ran up there and got it out. I don't know if this guy's a magician. Is he pulling sleight of hand? Does he have one up his sleeve? Do you even have to try to do that? I, I, I don't know how you get ballsy enough to do this. You've heard me talk about Patrick Reed, and I've told you blatantly, you have never seen Patrick Reed cheat. I don't care who you are. You haven't seen it. Because I haven't seen it, and I've seen more than you have. He hasn't been shown cheating. There's cameras everywhere. Well, in these sorts of things, there aren't cameras everywhere. I guess if you're that gutsy, you could just decide to drop a ball on on the edge. Hey, there's nobody looking. Patrick Reed never knows that there's nobody looking. There's always somebody looking. There's a couple thousand fans out there. There's cameras everywhere. There's a blimp. You have no idea. The cheater's mentality, you have no idea when you're not being watched. But these guys at this level, they're 
much although they'd love to be watched because they've got logos they'd love to be seen they know that for the most part they are not being watched are you brave enough at that point to take the next step and risk your reputation and your future in this game to decide to cheat how did this guy pull off an albatross that he didn't make if that's the case how do you get gutsy enough to do that yeah you walk up with the ball yeah you wear long sleeves and then you just drop it in the cup when you reach down to... I guess. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I just do. played in the World Am last week in Myrtle Beach. Uh, there's lots of guys. There's 3,200 people with handicaps. So there's a lot of handicap manipulation that goes on. And uh, and guys get disqualified for flat-out handicap manipulation, which is cheating also. But there was a guy I watched two years ago get called in. And what he was doing, the process in the World Am, because it's a shotgun start, there's groups everywhere... You finish, and you're also playing on 60 different golf courses all across Myrtle Beach. So they can't have people at every course. So they have the PGA professionals at the course gather the scores from their course and then put them into a program, and they all get sent back to the central computer. So you get done. You, you compare your scores with whoever you played with, and you just take them to the golf shop at that golf course, and you turn them in. Okay, so Derek, and you, the three of us are playing, and I've got your card, and I get done with your card, and Adam's got my card. So Adam and we, we Adam adds mine up, or you don't actually have to add. We just put the numbers in there, and I sign it. Adam gives me my card. You give him his. I give you yours. And we all go to our cars. But somewhere along the way, we're supposed to stop by the golf shop. But I've got my card in my pocket. Well, what this guy was doing was during those moments when he had his card in his pocket, he was looking at some of those fives and erasing them and turning them into fours. Adam was never going to see my card again. He doesn't know. Now, in, what happened was this guy eventually got paired with some guys that had good math, mathematical minds, and they remembered, oh, this guy shot 84. They remembered. Maybe they were gambling with him. All right. Then the, sh- the scores show up on the computer later that night. Oh, he shot 81. No, no, no. I kept his card. I know he shot 84. I, you know, I was paying close attention. So they go and they talk to him. It, takes, it took a couple years of them getting evidence against this guy for him. Then then they went to the clubs and they were, because again, there's 30 through 200 people. They saw that, yes, his cards had an, uh, an alarming number of erasure marks on them. <laughs> yeah, how many times ever do you need to go back and say, oh, no, that, that five uh, was a four? It happens probably uh, every other round. Once every other round. Oh, no, that was a four. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, now, maybe on the seventh green or on the seventh tee, we're talking about what I got on six. But yeah. uh, when, once we're on 14, I don't know, all of a sudden, oh, you know what? That ball wasn't out of bounds right. on so five. This guy, with this guy, with, with the point is, this guy found a hole in their system, which was, I'm going to get to spend a period of time alone with my own scorecard. And I'm the last touch on my scorecard before I hand it in. Yeah, start using pen. Yeah. Well, I, I do use a marker, but that's because I just have the marker in my pocket and I use it to draw my golf ball and blah, 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 blah. Uh, doesn't mean this guy couldn't get a marker. I mean, that was a hole in their system and this guy exploited it. Was there a hole in the PGA Tour Latino America system? And this guy, was he was this was this Matt Moros waiting to jump on that hole? Was there a hole in this pre-qualifier system? The moment that they don't have eyes on him? That was what was hard to believe, again, with Patrick Reed. You tell me, the one time he hits the ball in the woods, that's the one time there's nobody around? Well, obviously, for Matt Moros, there were people around. And they went in, the Nebraska officials went in with machetes and went and got his golf balls. you got to go read the story. 
Ryan French wrote the story. There are pictures of the golf balls. Good on the officials, man. Oh. Getting out there and saying, all right, well, let's, yes. let's find out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Is this ball yours, sir? Awesome. Uh, so what happens next? I don't know what happens next. But I can tell you that the next few guys that are ever that are paired with him are going to keep a close eye on this guy. He better hit a lot of fairways because there are going to be eyeballs on him now. And once you got eyeballs on you, it gets really hard to cheat, i.e. Patrick Reed. So there's that. We'll step aside. You're listening to The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Two of Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of The Golf Show with Brian K. Crick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's Sports Station, The Fan. All right, a couple other things. The uh, mentioned the Live Golf Group playing in, in Boston. How does this affect regular fans? All right, well, here, here's something that happened between round one and round two that might affect the casual golf fan. Didn't see this coming. Is this the big news that I read about, I think? <laughs> it's it's not as big as everybody thinks it is, but yes, is it probably. Short news? It's short news. <laughs> I guess it was hot in Boston. I don't really know. They go up and play the first round up there, and uh, they just, you know, I, I didn't watch it. I don't, I don't there's not, there's not a lot of... Yeah, I was going to ask that, that, that this was this weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not against it. I've talked about my friendship with Greg, but there's nothing compelling about this event. I took a day off. I was playing an event myself. I don't I don't, I don't watch it. What, what do I care who who shot the, what they shot in the first round of this 54-hole exhibition? Who, who cares? I just don't care. I don't I don't tell you the first round of the you know, of other exhibitions. I can't even think of any. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, not mad at him. Wish him all the best up there. But apparently it was hot. So between the first round and the second round, Greg Norman decides he's going to let the players wear shorts. Okay. Now, um, we're just going to start at the fact that if you were gonna if you were gonna let them wear shorts, maybe why wouldn't you have looked at the weather forecast ahead of time and let them wear shorts starting and during the first round? <laughs> Just did, playing it by the seat of their pants. Did right? you just think of it on Friday night? Did you? Why even wait till Friday night? Why not just Saturday morning? I don't. I don't really know how they got to that. Why it happened in between the first and the second round? That's odd. Uh, but there are a lot of folks that love it. Uh, what was the Golf Digest? The Golf Digest, by the way, a partner with the PGA Tour. They pay for a uh, sponsored-like relationship. Their headline is uh, Live Golf Allows Players to Wear Shorts and We Await Your Response, PGA Tour. Loud noises! <laughs> Wait, what? We're talking about shorts? <laughs> That's what this is? I don't care whether those guys wear shorts or not. Has Phil gotten to show off the calves? He has. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Phil's got nice calves. I mean, that's. I'm not against them wearing shorts. I am not for them wearing shorts. It is a little awkward, but I feel like it's something that if they did, you know, in a few years, it wouldn't be, or just a in little a, while, in wouldn't, a day, wouldn't look it that wouldn't weird. Be. It would make that weird. Yeah, the tour players are already allowed to wear shorts in practice rounds. It's the same as when I, I still remember a couple of years ago thinking, nobody's ever going to putt into a flag stick on the PGA Tour. That's never going to happen. And then now they do it all the time. A little, well, now and now they're doing it less and less. But 
Uh, Dylan Fratelli, the guy that made the first winning putt with the flag stick in, doesn't putt with the flag stick in anymore. It's oh, worse. Yeah. The flag stick in hurts you. It kick, kicks it out. Yeah, it just hurts you. It hurts you more than it helps you. It's science. It's science. You can believe whatever you want. I don't even care. I'm playing against all of you. But I'm just saying, certain so, things look really so weird. Do what you want. Certain <laughs> things look really weird at first, yeah. and then after a while, that's normal. I don't care. The uh, backstory on the pants. Some of the television executives felt like the pants made a, had a more professional look, thusly maybe makes this more interesting or easier to sell. Easier to sell means more money for everybody. Okay, fine. I don't really care. The NFL has extraordinarily strict uniform regulations. You don't know any of them. Neither do I. I don't care. I want to watch the game. I don't care what they're wearing. This is a non-story. Now, the fact that Liv did it does seem like going to make the PGA Tour less likely to do it. The Tour, again, just loosened up, let them wear shorts in the practice rounds. They were pointing in this direction. I wonder if they're still pointing in this direction. Well, I'll give them credit. If I hadn't seen this headline, I wouldn't have even known that they were playing this weekend. (laughs) Did you give them credit? It it, it, it got my attention at least. Give Liv Golf some credit. Show it to me. Give Liv Golf some credit. Bing. Okay, there it is. He usually shows it with his fingers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there's that one. And yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it happened between the first round and the second round. I'm just assuming it was hot. Uh, they're all going to play on the European Tour at the BMW PGA Championship. This is the European Tour's Players Championship. Um, this is their big event. There are 19 live players that are in that field. They can't keep them out or chose not to keep them out. Well, now there are 18 players because Martin Keimer has heard that there's going to be some arguing and some fighting. Rory McIlroy said something like it's going to disgust him to see that. Something like that. mentioned a couple guys said it's going to be kind of awkward. Yeah, awkward for sure. I don't want to. I'm paraphrasing, Rory. You said something like that. Uh, But Martin Keimer said, you know what? I don't need it. I'm not going. He pulled out. Well, he hasn't won in a while, so. Well, he's not going to win that week either. Uh, so, uh, So there's that. Look, go out, enjoy your golf. Have a good time. I didn't win the World Am, by the way. I would have told you if I did. Uh, Derek, Adam, thanks. Ollie, we miss you. We'll see you back next week. Have a great day, everybody. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.